The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. As Jesus continued his journey to Jerusalem, he traveled through Samaria and Galilee. As he was entering a village, ten persons with leprosy met him. They stood at a distance from him and raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. As they were going, they were cleansed. And one of them, realizing he had been healed, returned glorifying God in a loud voice. And he fell at the feet of Jesus and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus said in reply, Ten were cleansed, were they not? Where are the other nine? Has none but this foreigner returned to give thanks to God? Then he said to him, Stand up and go. Your faith has saved you. The Gospel of the Lord. So I'll begin by reiterating what I sent out in a flock note message this morning, and, and that's the, just that I'm incredibly grateful to God for, for being here and for, and for all of you, and thankful, thank you for being here with me this morning to celebrate this Mass. You know, when I was a kid, I remember sort of like big holidays, and, and like Christmas, everybody goes to Mass on Christmas, and Easter, everybody goes to Mass on Easter, and I used to always wonder, like, why don't we go to Mass on Thanksgiving? Because um, it wasn't our tradition in our family. It's not required to be here on Thanksgiving. And, uh, and in many of our minds, you know, Thanksgiving wasn't really a religious holiday. It was, as I said on Monday night, it was a time where you, like, commit gluttony and watch football. Like, that's what we did. And, uh, and so, so, <laughs> so I'm going to miss being with my brother and his, like, my sister-in-law's family today. Her brothers have this tradition of weighing in before and after Thanksgiving dinner to see, like, who can gain the most weight. And, uh, and so, but, but really, and, and again, I reflected on this on Monday at the ecumenical Thanksgiving service, that, that in its origins, um, when Abraham Lincoln gave his Thanksgiving address and, and made Thanksgiving a national observance on the third Thursday of November, it was in the midst of the Civil War, and, and he did so imploring the people to turn to, to turn to our Almighty God in thanksgiving and ask his mercy on our country, which, which found itself in this great division that we were in in the midst of the Civil War. And... Um, and it just struck me that, like, how much more do we need that today? You know, how much more do we need that today in, in the midst of the division that we find ourselves in every single day? And that whether that's political division or it's, like, division in the town or it's division within our families, that we need our Lord to enter in to bring unity because that's really why our Lord came into the world. And gratitude, 
Gratitude is the antidote to division. You know, gratitude is the antidote to division. Division is always rooted in individualism. It's rooted in seeing other people as a threat to me. Gratitude, on the other hand, is, is rooted in acknowledging our dependence on another. You know, acknowledging our dependence on another. And, and, and gratitude makes it necessary for us to say, I can't get through life on my own, and we need each other. And, and even when it's, we're expressing gratitude for something that maybe we don't feel like we really need, it's important to express it because it's an expression of our desire to be in communion. In the gospel reading, these 10 lepers encounter Jesus and he heals all of them. They cry out to him, asking him to heal them. Jesus, son of David, have pity on us. Jesus, master, have pity on us. And only one returns to express gratitude. And, and we might ask ourselves, like, what gets in the way of expressing gratitude? What gets in the way of saying thank you for things? And, and I think at, at its root, sometimes it's a kind of presumption that says, well, like, they were just doing their job. But that presumption that they were just doing their job, like, sometimes people will say that to me, you know, like, like Father, you say you care about me, but it's your job. It doesn't count. And... Um, but that presumption and also what goes with it is, is a kind of unworthy feeling. Like, like, I don't want to acknowledge the fact that somebody loves me because that's really hard. And, and so it's easier to just think, well, it's just their job. And what our Lord desires for us is to see that he loves us in a unique, exclusive, and unrepeatable way. And this Samaritan, like, he could have sort of thought to himself, like, well, I just kind of, like, got the residual healing as he sent it to all the Jewish lepers. Like, like some of it just kind of spilled over on me, and it didn't really count. But instead, he recognizes that Jesus saw him, and he loved him. And he desired to make him whole again. And, and when he recognizes what our Lord has done for him, it just fills him with that, that gratitude that moves him back to relationship. That moves him back to relationship. And again, gratitude moves us to relationship. And, and especially when, when we learn to express gratitude for just like the small things. And... Because it's really saying, I appreciate you. Which is, again, such an important thing. And as we express that gratitude, hopefully it does also, it moves us towards our Lord. And as we move towards our Lord, we're more free to move towards one another. Like sometimes, like holidays can be difficult and, and we can experience holiday grief or holiday depression, and, and I, I fall victim to holiday pre- depression pretty often, actually, in the past, and, 
And it's, it's sort of like when, like the holidays are a reminder that my family isn't like the Hallmark movie family. Or maybe I want it to be the Hallmark movie family where like there's these shenanigans and then the divorced parents get back together at the end and everybody cries and it's amazing. And, and like it's kind of like, I want my family to be like that family. And, and it, then the holidays can be a reminder of, of what's missing. And, and like this year, I, and I, I'm sharing this just by way of like, again, gratitude for what our Lord's done for me. Um, like this year, I was planning to go to my brother's in Des Moines where I go and, and I was really looking forward to it and I haven't seen him in a long time. And then last week he called and he was like, oh, we all have, we're all sick, right? And we know like what they're probably sick with. We're all sick. And, and so then I'm doing the math and I'm trying to figure out, okay, so like 10 days since the last person tested positive and I called him up and I was like, okay, so when did the last person get sick? And he was like, this morning. Uh, okay, I'm not going to my brother's. And, um, and, then, and then I was just kind of feeling like, bleh. And, and then, so I am, I'm going to visit my friend, in, uh, my friend Brian in, in Wichita who came here when I was installed as pastor, and my, I'm godfather to his son, and I'm really looking forward to it. But last night when I was in prayer with my spiritual director, um, he sort of asked me about, like, what's our Lord want to do for you in that place? And, and as I went to prayer, um, the image that came to mind was the presentation in the temple and how, like, like, there was this family that went to Jerusalem for a feast, right? So they went to Jerusalem for a holiday, and, uh, and then they got separated. And so, like, there was this this like person that was missing from the family. And, and our Lord is separated from his parents during this holiday. And, and I was like, well, that's kind of like my life. But our Lord goes and, and in the midst of, in that place of being separated, he's, he's going to be with the Father. Right? And in his union with the Father is the most important thing. And as Mary and Joseph look for him because they're missing him, and, and we might, like, if any of us are missing our family members during this holiday, you know, we have good company because, like, Mary and Joseph were missing Jesus during that holiday. And they found him when they went to the Father. Like, they, that's where they found him, in that place. And, and it doesn't say this in Scripture, but I sort of imagine at a certain point of, of that anxiety of looking for Jesus and I can't find him and there's nothing else I can do and there's nothing I can do to like, I, I just need to go to God. And so I'm gonna go to the temple and I'm just gonna surrender all of this to God. And as Mary walks into the temple, there he is. And she finds him when she goes to the Lord. And, and there's this union in that place. And so again, like going to our Lord is an antidote to division. And there's great joy. And it was a place like, it was just a gift that I received in prayer that to, to realize that, okay, like the, the place I can go in, in that moment of holiday grief and that's not extreme is, is to our Lord. And, and allow him, right, to be the instrument of union and communion in my heart and in my family. 
And so today, let us pray that that we truly have grateful hearts and, and that as we spend time with our families today, that, that we, we find ways to express our gratitude to them. You know, ways to express our gratitude to them. You know, the children can thank their parents just for having them. You know, and, and to just thank each other for, for those small things. And also to recognize that every single person in our life is a gift. That everyone is a gift that's been given to us by the Lord. And to give thanks and praise to him. And to ask him to bring healing. To whatever division exists, whether it's in our own hearts, in our families, our community, our parish. And ultimately, in the whole world. 